what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of I Wish I Knew. Today, we're talking about what we wish we knew before becoming a professional dancer. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. All right, so how do we start this off? What do we, where do we want to start first? Okay, so for whoever doesn't, don't know, me and Shaboobs met through dance. Um, we had a show and he was my dance partner. Mm-hmm. So we both have, you know, I'm, I still do a lot of dancing and Shaboobs used to do that. Now he does videography, but we are, you know, in our hearts, we are dancers. And we want to talk about the things that dance mainly taught us. Mm-hmm. And what we kind of wish we knew ahead of time. Um, I mean, I, I think one of the most basic things to get out the way for dancers is the simple fact that when you come out to Los Angeles to pursue dance, the thing that they need at auditions is a resume, headshot, and they ask for your agency. That's really the standard. Um, and the truth is, is you can kind of get that anywhere these days. You can find a photographer, you can go find any local photographer, get your headshots in. Um, I honestly wish I, somebody had told me that sooner that you can try different people, don't go with the first person right away, because my first headshots were awful. Because <laughs> I went to a photographer that specialized in headshots for actors, not dancers. Mm-hmm. So he ordered me prints, and he ordered me like a hundred prints of like black and white, me doing this in a serious pose, and I'm like, this is not this is not for dance. This is not a dance job look. So for dancers, if you're coming to LA, you need your commercial look, you need uh, maybe a sporty look, and maybe something dressed up or body conscious. Usually it's still one photo, but if you can get something that captures what your look is and how you look, because they need to see that in your photos, those are really the things you need first off the bat. Your uh, resume, headshot, and then the agency. Now, I, I don't know, there's, I have a little asterisk next to agencies because they are part of the process and kind of necessary because as we talked about in the last episode, you don't have an agency and you work all the time and you end up doing your own. And from what I've come to learn is that most of the things that come to everybody that's hustling, they do it themselves. They make the connections, they meet the people, they put out the work that gets noticed. The agency kind of comes on the back end and helps out with like contracts. Right, it's very true. It starts with that self-belief in yourself. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to the question of, first of all, how do I define myself as a dancer? And a lot of people think that for me to define myself as a dancer, I have to dance next to a big artist, or I have to go on tour, or I have to do a certain thing to get to earn that title. But at the same time, we have to remember that dance is not a career. It's a form of self-expression. So if you enjoy doing that, and you do it every day, and this is how you express yourself, and this is what helps you get to a recreation, then you are a dancer. You know, you decide what you are, and then from that, you form the habit. So you dance every day. You take dance classes. You are interested in it. You create your own content. You're not waiting on another person or a third party to bring you to that level that you want to be, because in your head, you're already there. And you're creating you're not only just creating, but you're going to the events, the clubs, the social gatherings. Um, One of the things I wish I knew sooner is that, you know, the training is not just in the classroom. So true. The training is not just in the classroom, especially with dance as an art form, because it is such a social thing. 
it's it's really when different it's when you have those clubs and people come together and they're either battling or or sessioning that you get this energy and this collaborative spirit and that's where you get new ideas from and new styles from like that's where they're birthed from is from the clubs the social scenes the the gatherings like your training as a dancer is not just one dimensional going to class that's it or going to class then dancing in front of my camera or iphone it's going to class doing the creating your own content it's going to the clubs if they allow it wearing your masks it's going to the conventions mm-hmm. it's going to whatever event somebody's hosting or putting on there's so many variations but if you're going to be a dancer you have to really be about it i think that's one of the quickest ways to like network is just show up and go to things right i remember when i first moved to southern california from northern california one of the first events i went to was battle of the year break dancing over at the Queen Mary in Long Beach. I'm not a break dancer at all. And I think I knew maybe one person at this thing from Northern California. I heard there were crews there and I was like, "All right, cool. This is where they battle it out to go to the world world finals overseas." Mm-hmm. And so it's the experience of the culture I think is almost just as vital as going to take the dance class or going to or watching a tutorial or anything else. Like understanding the culture and seeing how people behave and and how it all comes together i think is really crucial to understanding the movement right it's very very true being around that energy you know mm-hmm. what i mean like yeah. if you excited about dance and this is what gets you that enthusiasm so you naturally would want to be around that energy and not not only it can help you with your creativity it helps you be able to network and connect with the right people yeah. and meet different personalities and like you said like study the, study the culture and see like all the differences cuz that connects to how like it connects to how you're going to do things physically yeah. you know if you are able to understand another person or to put yourself in, in another person's mm-hmm. shoes then you're going to be able to hear their musicality yeah. or catch on to their style of dancing and then you expand your not only your inner like understanding but your outside of as a dancer of how you express yourself physically you also gain a, a deeper level of respect because for me being a male dancer coming up most of the stuff i was influenced by was pop and hip hop so i would never have considered or cared about ballet contemporary or any of the other styles until having to go see them or even take a class in those things or trying things outside my style like I know for sure I'm a hip hop dancer and my style has things from other styles but it wasn't until trying those other things going to a contemporary class and jazz class um I think maybe one ballet class but really experiencing it to gain such a deeper level of appreciation and then when I watch whether it be a a stage show or um dancing with the stars or so you think you can dance there's a such a deep level of appreciation to understand what they're doing and to be like wow i may not be able to do that but i've attempted and i understand how difficult that is and mm-hmm. that's for me i love that i think that's been one of my big helps transitioning from dance to video since i video for dance is that being a dancer and person who watches dance I know how I would want to see the video filmed right and so I think it's again it's 
jumping into the experience of it all really is probably one of the most crucial parts of it. Like, jumping into the culture and putting yourself surrounded by people is really going to be the, the thing to grow. Right, and it's good that as dancers we have that um, ability, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because a lot of times people want to do business, you know what I mean? And a lot of people want to become entrepreneurs and then they tell you like you have to be surrounded by creative people. You have yeah. to be surrounded by people who are smarter than you. You have to be surrounded by people who are more experienced than you. And then as a dancer, you are able to get a class for $15 in North Hollywood of amazing, talented people and you have access to that. Or wherever you are in the world, or even if you watch YouTube videos and these people talk and you see how they express themselves. As a dancer, as as a person who has passion to the arts, you have a very um, a good system of guidance. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? So, you know, it's, it's pretty simple. Like, yep. let me surround myself around people who are creative, talented, experienced. Yep, yep, yep. And it's like what you watch and what you hear and, yep. it, and how much you believe in yourself to be a dancer and Absolutely. in your own passion, in your own happiness. So it's not about just believing in my own dance, it's more so believing in myself because you have to believe in yourself in order to yes. even do the things that make yeah. you happy and give it a time of day every yeah. day. Step one is believing. Step that's, one. <laughs> like, that's the prerequisite. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't, don't, if you step into it without that, it's gonna be a really rough journey. Like, it's already rough as is, life is already suffering. It is up to us to, to bring joy to it, but step one is believing. That's first step. I wanna branch off of what you said, two things that I came to mind mm -hmm. was understanding the business, but then something else you mentioned is I, what I wish sooner, or I guess I wish I listened to sooner, was to really be more willing to learn business I remember coming up as probably like the only person in my family pursuing an art form or perf, uh, professional creative art form. I really kind of hesitated and resisted business for the longest time. I hated it, didn't want to deal with it. Um, I felt that business kind of sucked the life out of, mm -hmm. out of what is being done. And it, I wasn't willing to listen. And I had my older brothers, I've got three of them, two of which have their own businesses, who were trying to gear me and help me. One of which was sure he was like involved in the events that I was doing and trying to help me be more business oriented. And I wish I listened sooner because I was just so afraid. See, I have faith in being the dancer, but my mind was limited at the time to what the path was. And the order in which it's supposed to go in. So I didn't listen to the things that I ended up doing almost 10 years later. There's no way I'm gonna get away from this. This is necessary. Um, understanding that good business is art. Like, it's all part of the process. So understanding it, but it's like, I just wish I knew sooner to actually listen. Right. Because I had somebody, I had somebody there being like, well, you can do this, you should do this, you should do this. And I was very hesitant because I was like, oh, no, that's, no, that's not this, that's not this arena. Business is business, and it transcends almost every industry. There's differences between industries, but at the end of the day, it's still a, it's still a business. We are a product and a service. Exactly. And I, it, the sooner we understand that, and I wish the sooner I understood that, the, 
the sooner you can learn to value your time more appropriately right. to get what you need to get rather than being the starving artist for so long. Because a lot of us are starving artists for so long and there's a lot of people making money with less capabilities just because they're willing to do it. Because they had the step one belief, but their belief was beyond measure. Mm-hmm. So because they were capable of having that belief, they just kept doing, whereas some people are afraid. You just got to surround yourself with the right people. I would say if you're a dancer, try to find other people outside of dance and maybe outside of your family. Mm-hmm. Because the only way you're going to grow is through experience and exposure and crafting the right environment around you. So if you can find somebody that does something else for a living that can give you curiosity, I think there's a real way to grow there, especially dancers learning anything in business, understanding a business, understanding uh, that you're a service, the amount of time it takes to craft the product, to be able to serve it to others, like all of that is so crucial. And I feel like it's, hard lessons for dancers down the way. Right, it's very true. Especially what you said about being around people who don't do necessarily dance because mm-hmm. then it teaches you different ways to approach your own passion or your own, you know, yeah. uh, and apply it on how you do dance, you know, because yep. it's easy. As a dancer, you have a passion and you love dancing and a lot of times your friends are going to ask you like, yo, do you want to do this for me? And you, you know, you're going to do a lot of favors because in your mind, like, yeah, I would do it for free. And if you are doing it and you're happy about it, do it. That's beautiful. But if you want to do professional dancing and you want to know how to do it on your own, then you have to, to start seeing it as a service and as a product and something that you work for and you give the time to. And it's a gift. It's a gift that you have. You know what I mean? So it doesn't define who you are. It's a gift that you have. And what are you going to do with it? You know, so yep. that's very true. Be around people who maybe do different form, forms of businesses so you don't stick to the only one way. And when you understand that too, it's like for me, I had a time where I was like, I don't feel like dancing to that song. So I don't want to do it. You right. know, and I don't feel like doing this. So I don't feel like creating it right now. But you have to have that kind of self-discipline to view dance as a craft. And not just like, it's, it's my life and I'm a dancer and it's my passion. Like it's literally craft that you have to perfect right. and, and, and brand and mm-hmm. sell and package mm-hmm. and, and keep improving it. Absolutely. You know what I and mean? And understanding that cost of all of that. Like when someone comes to you and says something and, and they give, you give a rate and they're like, why is it so expensive? It's like, well, it takes all the time to be this good. And let's say if somebody asks you to choreograph something, well, it takes time and energy, and sometimes we have to pay for an, uh, a space to go choreograph, because right. sometimes, sometimes you need to step out of your own home and go get an actual space to do something. Right. That's an investment. That comes at the cost, and if somebody's paying for something, that has to come into it. I remember when I finally did get to understand the cost and value of things when I, when I choreographed a music video, mm-hmm. I broke down, okay, how much do I think just the choreography is worth? Just the choreography alone. If I spend maybe two full days, if we're thinking eight hours, or if, even if I spread that across a couple of days, eight hours a day for two full days, spread that, hmm, I th- how much do I think that's worth? Okay, this amount. Okay, how much do I think it's worth to teach the artist to be at rehearsal? Because sometimes you can just give a video, give the choreography, and that be done. I, teaching is a service. Choreography is the product. Teaching is the service. So 
they want me to come teach them and have the rehearsals. There's a cost to that, including then the cost of the studio space. Uh, do we want the dancers? The dancers also deserve to be paid. So what is the cost of the dancers? What is the value they bring? Okay, so like understanding that, breaking it down, um, and actually being able to give that to a management team and say, this is how much I think it costs for all the things. Um, obviously, you can choose how many rehearsals you want, but this is the cost of the product. This is the cost of the services. This is the cost of all the other uh, things that tied to it as well, like the dancers and the dancers' time. Mm -hmm. And dancers pay for the day on set. Like All of that is included here. You choose what you want, and there we go. And I'm, it was the first time I had ever done that, and it was probably the first time I, I didn't have a, any problem with it. I think, I think my budget came in at the time for like a week of rehearsals with dancers to do music video. I think I quoted 21, 2200, and they paid me two. Just, they were like, we agreed to two, and I was like, that's perfect, that's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, I was trying to upscale a little, I mean, I think I, I think I wrote it out for myself too, and it gave me a little bit of extra room to negotiate in case and it worked out in my favor exactly how I wanted. Right. And it just comes to understanding business as well of it. There's nothing wrong for somebody to be about their money. It means you're responsible. Right. And being able to see yourself from that objective point of view, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because when people ask you, okay, what's your rate? And you come up from the approach of like, yo, I do this for fun. It's just like a hobby. But it's like, you can also see it in a different way, which is, it's work that I've been putting. It's an inner work that I have been putting to feel comfortable in my body to walk in that room and dance in front of all these people in this camera. There is a work I have been putting in every day so I can be more flexible, so I can do this, this move in a sharper way, so I can go more full out. You don't pay me for my time being on set. You don't pay me for just coming up with choreography. You pay me for my value, for what I come up with and what it took for me to be able to come up with these ideas and this form of self-expressing myself. So and, that's and it also includes the look and the package. Like that's all a part of it. That, but that's all a part of the deal because mm -hmm. again, that's the value you, especially dancers, bring into these things. Right. That is the value you are a product to these to these companies in these industries. So all of that, how you present yourself, it, it is the value. Mm -hmm. And now, if you're starting, if you're more inexperienced in getting into that, then you and you don't have the value or understand the value I mean, give yourself a base minimum what would you like to make for a day if somebody asked for something like right at minimum fifty dollars a minimum a hundred dollars like if you were to take it on as a as a, a job a regular job for an hour to two hours how much would it be? twenty dollars like give yourself a value rather than going for free exactly. and then build up to the value Try not to discount your value, but I mean, it's different for everybody where you're at. Like, exactly, yeah. if you're if you're inexperienced and kind of starting off, then you give yourself kind of a, a, a certain value and then you progressively add to it. You don't want to get all your, you have progress in your craft and have all this experience and then start discounting your value. Because then you're going to get taken advantage of and then it's, gonna, it's harder to do it. It's, easy, it's better to have somebody say no to you for your full rate than to discount you for your value. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to feel bitter about doing the work and you're not going to put the best in. And there's other work out there. You just have to continue on. Sometimes you bite a bullet, miss out on something, and then go do the next thing. But as long as you're creating, putting in your craft, I think that's another thing I, I, I do wish... Uh, we had mentioned earlier is, is a mental game 
And I remember there's going to be other things that really mentally test you. Besides, besides you know, using your art form for, for business, besides having to do things maybe you don't want to do, life is going to hit. You're going to have financial struggles. You're going to have relationship issues. Um, sometimes life might not hit you directly. It'll hit you indirectly. Maybe a family member or a friend is d- going through something and you having to be there is draining or takes you away from what you're doing. Like life is going to come at you in very different ways. Mm-hmm. And if you can remember to persist and whatever your vision is or the reason why you started, it's okay that things change. But the worst is when you give up on something and it's still in your heart. Mm-hmm. Like, again, this is a mental thing. You're going to get into this industry and it's going to be based on your image. It's going to be based on who you know. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And it could be very soul draining. If you can remember why you're doing it, like we said before, it's an art form. If you can remember why you love it, remember to express yourself, to remember that if there's part of it that you do for you and that's for love, and then the other part of it is for the business and for the masses, you find that balance, you can really learn to withstand this long haul. Because mm-hmm. for sure, I don't know why I stopped dancing, there was, a, there was a lot of heartbreak and things around me that happened that I lost all momentum. Mm-hmm. I just had very little momentum to push forward and continue even going to auditions. I think people looked at me at some point and be like, well, you're, you're at a certain age now and things didn't happen. I guess that was it. And I was like, y'all don't understand that this industry is based on you continuing to work. And I lost all momentum. I didn't have momentum. I didn't surround myself with people. I would think it was heartbroken and I isolated and isolation is okay for a moment because sometimes you need it, but you can't sit there and stay in it. And I stayed in it for a very long time. And it's, I wish I didn't assume that you're capable as long as you surround yourself in the right environment. You put yourself in the right place and surround yourself with good people so that way when the hard things come, you can mentally withstand it pick yourself up the next day and move forward. Right, and the beautiful thing about Shaboobs is like you said, the reason I stopped dancing, but the truth of the matter is you never stopped doing what made you happy, you just transformed right. it. I, he right. transformed his classmates, the students in class, the dancers, to his clients. Yeah. So you're still around that energy that you enjoy, you're still right. around that art and that, that production environment of like creators and creative people, but you, had, but you transformed it. So yeah. you pretty much you never stopped right. and it's like it's whatever you felt in your inner intuition. Of course we're going to think whatever people are going to think about us. I feel like people was looking at me in that way, that's still in our head. Yeah. But the truth is, is how you felt and you followed your intuition. You didn't say, fuck yeah. it, I'm not doing nothing. You was like, okay, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And it's not about what you thought or felt, it's about the action you took. Right. You went ahead and got the equipment. You went ahead and reached out to people and offered your services. Right. And now you're right here t- teaching people how to do these things. Right. And I mean, I, as you said, I still dance on a personal level. I still... We be dancing in a garage. Right, I be dancing in my garage. I have garage <laughs> sessions, feel free to follow. But I mean, I do that on a personal level just for myself. I don't, I don't pursue auditions anymore. And I enjoy what I do now, but it's just going to say again, like life is going to hit in such different ways. And whether it hits you directly or indirectly, most of it is a mental game. Mm-hmm. 
it comes with pushing yourself to either accomplish or follow through with whatever the task is. Right. Um, like some, and the other thing you get into in pursuing art or anything really is that you understand there's a difference between the master of craft and a professional. The master is the person who wants to get it right. The professional gets it done. There's a difference. And you're going to get in this industry, and sometimes some people are going to be uh, trying really hard, and they're, like, they're trying to master their craft, and like, ah, oh, why can't I get it? And they'll see somebody who's you know, the professional, and they may not worry about the details as much as the master of the craft, but they get it done. They have the energy, they have a presence, they have a facial, like, understand there is a difference. Mm-hmm. A professional gets it done. And when you're pursuing professional dance, you need to understand you have to get it done. Sometimes when you're dancing, like you're dancing on stage with an artist, you have to get across the stage. You're really good and you don't have time to sit there and be like, guys, let's do that one more time. I need to make this bigger. No, you just gotta move. That's what you have to do. And understand that you have to pursue being a master of your craft while getting it done. Right. That is very, very true. Having the mindset of the master and and still taking action. And I feel like it's very, like, something I I wish I knew before and something that I really learned in a a huge, like, way is that you're never going to get to a point where it's officially done. In the short term, making your projects and setting, you know, these these plans and perfecting your dance skills, get it done. But in your mindset, you gotta remember, like, you are literally nature, and nature is forever growing. You're never gonna get to a point where there's no more to do, or like, that's it. I'm the best dancer I could ever yeah. become. You can always be more. So that teaches you to one, keep going, never rush, and two. I forgot what was number two. <laughs> I mean, I guess trust it. You have to trust the process. You have to trust it and don't rush it. Exactly. Oh, and number two, we can have to cut that little part out. (laughs) And number two is that still execute. Don't wait to a point where it's like, all right, like I have to practice a little bit more so I can be one, two, three. I have to just wait. Don't wait. If you feel like you worked on your craft and you create dances and you want to share it with the world, then share it with the world. Then teach your friends. Do a class. You don't have to wait or look at another person and be like, oh, I got to wait until I be like them. You will never be like another person. But you always have more room to grow and find out who you really are. Yes. Uh, something that came to mind when you said, I wish I knew sooner is being genuine about support. And what I mean is that you show support to show support. Don't show support so that you can turn around and ask somebody something. Like, can you take a look at this? Can you share this? Like, I love the people who create and share. Do it. But don't... It's kind of like the... You want to have urgency and not rush something. You want to show support and not have an ulterior motive. Like, be genuine about support. And when you create your content, understand that if it's good, it will get attention. You don't have to worry about tagging 99,000 people in, in the post, sending it to everybody. Send your content to the few people that you trust and that you want their feedback for. If it's good, it's good. Everything, you just keep moving on and keep progressing because one thing that I... I I feel like I used to be was that since I was the dude that was everywhere and I I loved it so much, I kind of wanted to be in the inner circle so often that I felt like I would just kind of be an annoying kid. 
And then when I was starting to create things, I kept trying to share it socially with people. And it wouldn't get really the responses I want. And I understood it's like, you don't want to really pester people about it. Actually, a saying that came to mind, I think it's from Eric Thomas, is that invited guests are welcome best. Like when you're invited somewhere, people, you know, and they're aware of it, they, they want to uh, please you. They want to impress you. They want to please you. But if you show up unexpectedly, not always understanding what to do. Right. It comes with the art. You put it out. If it's great, they're going to reach out. Somebody's going to say, hey, this is a great video. Hey, good job. Hey, keep going. And then you just keep doing the next one. But don't, don't bombard people with your work trying to get as many eyes on it. Like it's, It doesn't really do well because, again, when you're in the community and you're around, everyone's going to get to know each other. They'll see you. They'll follow you. They'll see what you post. And, again, if it's good... It will get the attention. Right. You just have to worry about creating, continuously creating. The progress comes from the doing. Right. And it's like creating for yourself. Yeah. It's so true. It, I can, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's a balance, creating for yourself and creating for the masses. Right. Like trying to, trying to create viral stuff is, there's formulas for sure, but it's, it's difficult. It's trying to catch the viral. You have to just kind of focus on doing the work that you enjoy, that you are proud of, because the work that you like is going to get the most out of you. Right. If you're going to do this, one reason I don't like doing TikTok videos is because everybody else says do it. I don't like to do it as much. have as much fun with it. But if I'm with one person, they're like, hey, let's do a little video real quick, and they, they have that energy, I'm on board. I love to create and be around that vibe. But that, I only want to do it when the energy is there to do it, when it's right to do it. If I'm going to sit there and just do it to do it, I'm not going to enjoy it, and it's going to read, and it's not going to do well, and then it's going to be kind of pointless. And if my intention was to kind of just do it to do it, then sure. But if your intention is, like, I want this to, you know, get a lot of views and go viral, but you don't like the content or what you're doing... And stressing about it. Do the things you enjoy because the things you enjoy is going to give more energy from you. And that's really what's going to read for people. People want to, they captivated by energy. Right. That's very, very true. Mm-hmm. People are going to enjoy what you enjoy doing and they're going to enjoy watching you too. And it's like, that's the beauty of being able to see yourself objectively and not identify, not with a passionate dancer and not with a business thinking. It has to mesh well together. You know what I mean? And when you look at everything from like a, a you know, objective point of view, like impersonal, like I'm the awareness, I'm aware Kim has this passion mm-hmm. and she loves one to three in that passion. But then there's a, a, a outer world and a human brain that works in a certain way and, th- mm-hmm. and people want to see things in a certain way so how do I do it in a way that I have fun with it right. you know what I mean so you're exactly. very right it's mostly mental work more than it's physical Yeah, it's finding the balance of what feeds your soul as, what it, as well as what will pay the bills Right. because that's, that is the hard challenge you know, I, I remember getting into being a creator and, and even being a dancer there's so many things I think we talked about last time mm-hmm. there's so many things you have to do in order to try to succeed or you know, pay rent and it's just a matter of finding the balance um, I remember when I started when I was teaching all the time in my 20s I would get upset 
because I was very focused, I was very selfish, I was very focused on me, mm -hmm. and the art that I was doing, and the choreography that I wanted to put out, that I wanted it to be really dope and advanced and, and really cool. And I had more beginner, intermediate type students. And I wasn't gearing myself, I wasn't being there for them, I wasn't being an actual teacher, I was being a choreographer. Mm -hmm. And when I started teaching again a few years ago at uh, Millennium OC before pandemic, I completely changed the mindset of why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for me to put out any type of choreography on them or come up with this, it was what do they need? Most of them are trying to do this recreationally. Most of them are trying to do this for fun. I've got some experience, some inexperience, some immediate experience. Okay, we're just gonna have some fun and some grooves. And once I had a different intention and understood that, I had so much more fun with it. I was less stressed out. I mean, don't get me wrong, driving from the valley to the OC can be stressful, especially when you're sitting in traffic for two hours. But since I wasn't trying to make money off of the teaching as much as I was just trying to teach for the joy of teaching, I had so much more fun. Mm -hmm. It was so much more enjoyable. I think all of the students enjoyed it more. It was it worked out both ways. It was mm -hmm. it was a much better win win than when I was thinking of just myself and trying to do it just for myself. Like again, it's that balance. Know where your arena is. If you're having a rehearsal and you're trying to get your art out, that's when it's for yourself. If you got paying students who have never taken a dance class in their life but they're a fan, that's for them. You have to find the balance of what it is. They're, if they're a fan, they love the work, they wanna come in and take your class because they enjoy it, mm -hmm. but you gotta still make it for them as well. So find that balance. Understand your art is for you, and then the work is for them. Right. That's very true. And that connects again, you know what I mean? Like if, you, if you're too attached to your concept of yourself as the choreographer that you are, yeah. and you only move from that like view, then it's gonna, it's gonna get in the way of you teaching, because when you teach, you have to be almost empty. You mm -hmm. have to, to feel the people mm -hmm. in the room. You have to be yeah. able to be, you know, emotionally intelligent to feel if they are stressed, if, they're, yep. if they need you to go over something again. Right. You have to be able to step out of your own mind. And like you said, you say it's balance and it's pretty much connecting to that awareness. Yeah. And as, especially when you work on your craft and you're practicing and then you want to set your value, for example, you want to set your rate. And in your brain, I am the concept of myself of the girl who is now in this level of dancing. But when I'm connecting to that awareness, it's like I see how much I've come and I see how much I'm going to grow because I'm not attached to this concept of myself. I see, for the, I see myself for the, for the art, for the progress. So it helps you when you set the rates, when you want to see yourself for your value. Don't get too attached to a level of dancing, to a concept of who you are. Remember that the reality of things is your love for it. Love is the only truth at the end of the day. Yeah. So it's not about where you are exactly, or it's not about like this dance, I created this dance and they have to learn it as a choreographer in class. Yeah, sometimes you're gonna have to teach half of the dance or even switch it up just so you can give the people that feeling of like, at the end of the day, I wanna help you be able to express yourself physically and I'm just guiding you through it. So I'm not here to just throw a choreography at you and you know what I mean? And sometimes we do that, you know, it helps the training. Mm. But reality it's about the feeling that you can give another person in a room exactly they're gonna go home are they gonna feel more in tune with themselves right if the answer is yes then you did your thing right and I guess uh, to understand 
like as you said, is, is gaining that awareness and understanding what is it that you want. Do you want to be a teacher or do you want to be a choreographer? Exactly. There's not a problem either one, but they're not both one and the same. A choreographer focuses on the choreography and that in kind of that training or the uh, one aspect of it, the teacher focuses on the training. Right. It's the, it, the teacher focuses on the student, whereas the choreographer is focused on the choreography, the work, the job. Who, whoever the people are that has to do this, they're going to have to do this because that's what the choreographer does. The right. teacher focuses on the students. So find which one you really want. Uh, it's okay to try them both out, but don't mask one as the other claiming that's the thing because I think you'll find that you're not being authentic and in tune to yourself and then you're having a hard time getting the audience because it's not, it's not the right thing. Mm -hmm. It's very true. What you mm -hmm. said right there, knowing what you want is so important. And this is one of the main things I wish I knew before, you know, getting into professional dancing. I have to know what I want. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And in order for you to get there, you have to practice. You have to have the progress and do it every day and be around it, like we said in the beginning. Be around those creative people. Be around people who do what you love to do. It's going to help you form a, a vision of what you want. And then you would know it, it's going to apply on the way that you create your content or which auditions you're going to go to. Because, you know, if you're trying to catch two rabbits, you're not going to catch either one. So yeah. you can't, I want to perfect my skills, but at the same time, you want to have a direction or a, an aim. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to invest in my social media as a dancer. I want to do more social promotions, or I want to teach classes, or I want to go on tour. Yeah. Or I want to teach classes or I want to go on tour. Like you have to know what you want. And in order to do that, you have to do two things. Connect to your awareness. See yourself as an impersonal you. And keep doing what you're doing. Be consistent and do it every day or as often as you can. And to that, there's, there's going to be a balance because the vision can change. Sometimes you won't always know. Um, and it's okay for it to evolve and change. Like you have to discover things along the way and it's part of the journey. Most of life is an experience and the experience informs you whether or not you want to do this. Mm -hmm. So you have to try to have a vision, understand that it can change, it's okay to change, it's okay to evolve it, but you, we still got to try to have something. If you walk aimlessly, and, and I'm speaking if you're walking aimlessly with no feeling of your intuition, not working towards any of that, you're going to be lost for a while. Mm -hmm. The only, like we spoke before, is that you got to have a vision. And if you don't have a vision, you have to be in tune to yourself. Because those are the only two ways to really, I think, get through this thing without turning bitter or upset or feeling mm -hmm. like a complete failure. It's very, very true, Shaboos. Yeah. So I would say um, the main thing, the biggest thing that I learned is the fact that when you do things for, for yourself as a form of your self-expression and you don't see dance as necessarily a career, but literally this is my way of, of finding out who I am, finding deeper ways of how do I express what I feel and how do I communicate it to the outer world. Mm -hmm. And that's the passion, that's what it's around, that progress and that getting better. So there's not like one goal, like when I do this in my career, I would 
You know what I mean? It's a continuing thing. Yep. You could be still 70 year old and listen to music and and just let let it let it take over and let yep. your body do whatever you need to do. You know, it's it's your brain can't figure out how you dance. It's your it's something so deeper than that. You know, so. The least you can do is believe in it if it makes you happy and give it a time of day and see where it takes you. Mm -hmm. Just let it surprise you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess the only other thing I wish I knew earlier to reiterate is that it's really on you. It's not on agents. It's not on choreographers. It's not on the social media following. It's on the individual to put in the time, put in the work, go to the places, be seen, in order for all of that to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's simple, it's not easy, and it takes some time. There's no telling it how long it will happen. There's different for different peoples. For some people, they blow up in six months, others two years, others five years, others 10 years. However long it takes, as long as you are enjoying the process and you've got good people around you, you can honestly do what anything you want right but it really just comes to go it's it's on you nothing will ever come to you if you don't do anything like you have to do it right it's it's sometimes dancers have the hardest part because if they're not a choreographer or a creator they they wait on other people to tell them what to do mm -hmm. but again it's on you the dancer the person you are a creator everybody's a creator you, you can create it's on you to put yourself out to get yourself seen to make yourself heard to create the art that you want to create exactly you already have the natural interest and you know whatever you are if you're a dancer or anything like Shaboob said you are first a creator and when you practice when you're coming up with these dances in your home or whenever you practice this creativity it's not only your muscles that you practice it's your creativity it's your imagination that you improve and then that applies to all your aspects in your life imagination is the key to everything you have to be able to see things as they are going to be right now because that's the, the the more vivid you can imagine it the, the easier it is to take action and just to keep going yeah. so notice how it can help you in 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 all all aspects of life you know creativity mm -hmm. grows goes a very long way and if you are a dancer and you have it in you don't wait on anybody to tell you how to do it or like what which path to go just do it play the music lock the door and mm -hmm. see let it take you yep because you got to understand that your imagination influences the vision the vision will give you the feeling in order to take action and pursue like the only way to withstand any of this long haul is that you feel good in order to do it because you need that energy in order to carry on right and it comes from inside yep. it comes from your yep. inner imagination yep. and again the beauty is all you need to do is close the door put on some headphones turn on some music and just enjoy it go out in nature go for a walk go for a swim like it's you control your energy and you control your time mm -hmm. if if you understand how to manage it you're unstoppable unstoppable yeah. and with that being said thank yeah. you guys for watching and listening we really appreciate you guys and we're so excited to continue on this journey and share with you guys our thoughts and yeah we lit <laughs> thank you guys have a good one we'll see you next time peace